Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers. Hello! It's uh, time again for a new episode. Time to do records, do the recordings. Woohoo! <laughs> that was like... I couldn't tell if that was a sarcastic woohoo or... Uh, no, that that's, was just That's genuinely a... how you think they should sound. Like, a, like an owl. Like an owl? That sounded a bit owly. Owls don't woohoo. Yeah, but they twit to woo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, um, obviously we didn't do an episode last week. Um, mainly we've just, we've had a lot on. We had a lot on last week. It's the first time we haven't done an episode in, um, we've done like nearly 100 episodes. I was looking at our things. We're not mm. far off. I think we're like four, five episodes off 100 episodes now. Yeah. Or maybe less than that. But yeah, we just, there's a lot going on at the moment with me and you uh, and Obviously, we work all week and weekends when we do our recordings, but last weekend we had all kinds of stuff on, so we didn't have time to to put one together. So, yeah, sorry for that, for those that are, you know, it's your usual thing now. Yeah. Some people said that it was their, like, routine to it, listen to our episodes. But... It was also, like, very unexpected, like, things happened. Not, like, we just, we just filled our weekend up with too much stuff or anything like that. It was just things happened very unexpectedly that we couldn't control that just left us not having time so yeah sorry about that but it wasn't um it it wasn't it definitely wasn't a planned no uh, no avoidance or anything no i think it was more of a i think i remember like thinking like we haven't done an episode and it was too late by then yeah and we uh, just yeah just a, a lot of stuff going on but hopefully uh it's resolved and yeah it should calm down now Yes. Should calm down. We should have, we've got time. We've got, got time. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's been nothing... I mean, I was going to say there's nothing... I was about to say there's nothing new going on, but we've just been talking about there's been loads of stuff going on. Uh, so, you know, uh, there is stuff going on. Not really uh, burger-related, though. I would say none of it's nothing to do with Asperger's in particular. Um, so... N- yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's kind of... Uh... Yeah, something else completely. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, stuff we will probably talk about, just not right now. No. Pro- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, is there anything going on with you that you want to share? Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, I... Do you know, like, because obviously uh, we're also about, like, I get weird when I get closer to my birthdays. Oh, good. I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to bring this up. Oh, well, well, there you go. There we go. I've got in there. Stop well your thunder. So, like, uh, <laughs> next month is my birthday and I'll be 35. And obviously, uh, I, I every year, well, it's not every year, every year in the last sort of 10 years or so, I guess. I feel like it's ever since I graduated from university, every year since then. Okay. I've kind of like when my birthday comes around, I do this weird, like, what's going on with my life? And obviously, like, I have a job and I don't like working. Well, I said, Full stop. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I always say it like that. It's like, I don't like working in, like, certain whatever. But, yeah, it might just be I don't like working. But, um, and obviously, like, I always think about changing my job or doing something with my life. And it's the same that everything happens when I get to, like, this sort of time of year. I start thinking, like, I need to do something. I should do something. Uh, I never do. Um and weirdly, after my birthday's gone, I think literally like the week after my birthday, all these thoughts disappear again. And then like I get to like sort of end of January and then they start coming about. But um, yeah, it's just the thing. But obviously I, yeah, I have a bit of that going on. 
what am I doing? I should do something. Oh, I'm wasting my life. You know, I I do that like constantly. Um, but I suppose, do you know, like it's I suppose like I don't I don't really know what to do. And obviously, like when you've got autism in general, I think like just having like a relaxed, comfortable, you know, not having to fight stuff all the time um i feel like that's all right like it's just i guess it's more like acceptance i I would say i'm having like waves of it but i wouldn't say it gets sort of it's getting less and less each year i think like four or five years ago i was a nightmare this time of year like i was not just thinking about changing jobs i was looking at like college courses i was applying to um i think i went to like uni open days like not that long ago yeah. Looking at weird stuff to do, like applying to different jobs, going to interviews. Like, I, I, but this year, it's kind of just been like the I have the odd thought every now and then uh, about it. But then, you know, we've talked about it before in like previous episodes. I only have like, I have, I have, um, it's hard to explain. I have like this thing, this like, I should find my ideal like calling in life and obviously I had that before I was diagnosed and I've had that in my routine and that's my like thing that's that I obsess about and then that's like what needs to be happened and I've ingrained it and then now I can't stop thinking that way and it's like just trying to move away from that and I feel like year on year I'm more and more removing myself from it uh so I think with each year I'll get less and less of it uh, and be less and less, you know, that way. Um, I guess until like my fortieth, then who knows what will happen uh, on my fortieth. On my thirtieth, though, when I had my thirtieth birthday, I wasn't that bad. Uh, it wasn't that bad. So I would say, I mean, not I haven't known you for that long, but your thirty third was you were not great for quite a while before. Almost like it started at around Christmas time. Your birthday's on. The, it's right at the end of March, but probably around Christmas time was when you started getting a little bit um, down about it, almost like you knew it was coming, even though it was still quite a while away. Last year, your 34th, you weren't as bad, but this year definitely seems, for, for the time I've known you, this definitely seems like your best one yet in terms of we're already, what are we? We're It's the 23rd of February today that we were recording this. We're already you've not been you've not been very bad about it. No, I'm quite impressed. It's um, it's this like, I think it's because I think I want like an NT life, and mm-hmm. obviously like growing up in an NT world, you think you want an NT life, which is what I think. So I look at other people having NT lives and like what their goals are and what they want to achieve. So I start setting myself the same goals and the same achievements, uh, you know, and I struggle to get them you know yeah. I struggle to go for the things that they're going for and I don't even know how to begin I don't even know what I really want so I mean obviously a lot of people have this like set I want to do this by this age and I want this and I want that and I don't know what I want but I want to be like them but I haven't set myself any stuff and I think it's just it's just the aftermath of that you know because obviously before diagnosis I was convinced that was what I wanted and then you know it's taking it's taking in each time and yeah I guess just age is how I measure it so I guess every time I get a year older, I just measure every time that happens. I don't think about it because I'm still usually like in my day to day throughout the year. I'm like stuck in my routine and like what I do day to day. 
that I don't really ever think about like the future or the overall no. or like the long term goals. I don't have long term goals. But then when my birthday comes around, I start thinking about it again. And I think what really what I'm thinking about is I need to be more NT. I need to have more of the neurotypical life and the neurotypical like achievements. Uh, yeah. And it's just letting go of that because that's what I thought I wanted for a long time. And then obviously when I get diagnosed with autism, uh, I've realized that it's not that they're not achievable, I suppose. I'm not saying that because I'm autistic, I can't have the same things that neurotypical no. people can have. It's just it wouldn't give me the same satisfaction anyway even if i did get them so even if i did get like a really like well-paid respected like occupation and even if i did do certain things like that it, it doesn't really matter because once i got them i'd still be the same anyway because obviously i guess the things that neurotypical people are after gives them some sort of like feeling from it and some sense of achievement and you know i don't really have a sense of achievement about stuff so I feel like it would be a waste of time anyway, even if I did get it. And I'm not saying like I'm just I'm not trying to justify or like giving up on stuff. It's just I do know what I'm like. Once I've got obsessive about something and think I really, really want something, you've seen me. Once I get it, yeah. I'm just like, do I want this? Yeah. Because I'm not getting yeah. the the feedback or I'm not getting the satisfaction from it that other people would get. You know, like it's, I've seen people like get like an upgrade on a phone and get the latest phone and then be like. Oh, you know, so good. I such a good phone. I so like it. I I was watching someone do it the other day, actually. I was at work and somebody had been given the latest iPhone. Um, and they had it and like she was just, oh, it's so amazing. It does this, that. And she was like, and it's such a beautiful phone. And I was just like, that's weird. Because like, you know, I've had upgrades when I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. But like when I used to yeah. get upgrades of phones and they'd give me the latest phone, I'd get it and be like, yeah. You know, and for ages up until it, I was like, it's my upgrade in a month. It's an upgrade in two weeks, you know, all my upgrades tomorrow. And then yeah. I get the upgrade and they'd be like, here's the phone. What phone do you want? And I like, I like I've already like picked the phone. They give me the phone. I've got it. And then I'm looking at it and just thinking, this isn't really that different to the one I just had. You know, it's a bit lighter. Yeah. Camera's a bit better. And I just think, oh, OK, maybe I wasn't. And then I start thinking, why was I so like worked up about getting this? Like, why was I so like into this? Why was why was this what I wanted? Uh and then I think, maybe I didn't want this, you know. Then I start thinking, maybe it's something else I'm after. Mm. And that's why I didn't get any satisfaction from it. And therefore, you know, I was just focused on the wrong thing. There is something I want in my life. I just don't know that it's this. You know, it's probably something else. Uh, and I just move on to the next thing. Yeah. I think what's interesting is you're not someone that um, not thinks about... Well, yeah, you, you don't really think about or particularly plan for your future very much or like you never have been that sort of person and not that you're negative towards the future but you were never really positive towards it either um which again like that's a bit of your personality really not that you're a negative person you're just not a very positive um person I suppose but recently you have been thinking or at least slightly thinking about your future a little bit more I've noticed like you will mention things or bring things up a little bit more and you do seem a little bit kind of positive about things as well I don't know like I would say there's been a little bit of a a, a slight change in you and it's it's definitely not like a really dramatic one you're not all of a sudden planning or like really getting into it just just like little tiny 
tiny mentions and, and things that you just seem a little bit, I don't know, like more relaxed about, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, um, when I was like, a, when I was in school, yeah, I never thought about what I would do after school. Like it never even entered my head. You know, I never thought about like, what am I going to be when I finish school? Which is why like I, you know, didn't do sixth form or college or why well, I did go to college, but like I didn't do anything that everybody else was doing. And I, I didn't have goals, like, even when I was, like, 20, in my early 20s, still, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, like, my early 20s, you know, what does it matter? Yeah. Um, And I never really had, like, the... I just kind of figured, eventually, I would do something, and um, then I'd know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I'd, uh, you know, I'd just, I'd just do it, it'd feel right, and I'd be like, oh, this is it for me then. Um, But... I never, I never like, you know, made the goals. I just kind of figured at one morning I'd just wake up and be like, that's what I want to do. But I never thought of actively trying to work it out. Yeah. I just thought it'd come to me. And even though I've said it wasn't until I finished university, then I started having this like, what's going on with my life? What am I doing? I think it was actually because I got diagnosed pretty much like five, six months after I finished uni or it was nearly a year after I finished uni. So... I'm starting to think that the reason that I started having these weird, like, what's going on with my life, I think it was after I got diagnosed. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I think I'm pretty sure that even when I finished uni, I was spent, while I was at uni, I wasn't thinking, like, what am I going to do in two years' time when I finish this? You know, I need to start thinking about, like, what I need to do with my life. Like, even when, like, they were explaining to me what you need to do when you graduate, I just thought, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. They were like, you know, you need to move here. You need to talk to these people. You need to get yourself this sort of job. In my head, I was just thinking, well, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'll just write something, somebody will read it, there we go, I'm done. <laughs> like, that's that was like my, that was literally like, if someone's like, what's your plan for finishing uni? I'll write something that someone will read, think it's really good, give me a job. And yeah. that was like it for me. Like, all my university people were explaining to me, like, you need to do this, you need to do that. We had like talk, people coming giving talks and saying it takes 10 years after you've graduated to become an established writer. And I was thinking, not me. For it, anyone that doesn't know... Nikki did script writing at uni. Yeah. Just if you if you're wondering, write what scripts? Yeah, like so. When I was at uni, I did script writing for film and TV. I wrote TV series. I wrote a couple of films. Um, I, I wrote loads of different things while I was at uni, and I'd write stuff all the time. And I just thought, like, I'll graduate. I'll write one piece. Someone will read it. <laughs> um, I wrote a couple of. I wrote like an action trilogy. I don't Ooh. know what that is. Um, and it had like the same characters in it. And I thought this will be good. I'll just write these three movies, which I did. Someone will read them. Done. Like, yeah. you know, and then everyone else was talking about what they were doing. And I was just like, ah, you guys are idiots. Like, my plan's way simpler. <laughs> so, like, I just I just thought that. And, you know, that's, that's how it is. And obviously, like, when you are on the spectrum, you get it in your head that that's how something's going to work. Uh, and then there's no convincing you that that isn't how it works. Even when people say... You know, there's been a million people, they've all done this same route, all million of them have had to do it this way and that's the only way it works. In my head, I'm still thinking, yeah, but not me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like that all the time with everything, pretty much. You're just yeah. like, you're like, this is how this works. I'm just like, yeah, for you, but yeah. not me. Yeah. Um, And that's how it was. And I suppose, um, even now, like, I have written, I, I did write stuff, but I never sent it off to anyone. So obviously in my head, I was thinking the reason that I've not made it as a writer is because... I just haven't sent it. Yeah. But the second I sent it, 
I'll be a writer. So, you know, uh, and like, I just never got around to it. And then I got diagnosed and then I got like wrapped up in the whole autism thing. And then I got wrapped up in like my routine in a daily basis. Cause you know, when you get diagnosed, you start noticing these weird routines in your life. You start noticing these like patterns you've put into your like world. Uh, I became really focused and just thought when initially when I got diagnosed and they were like, people on the spectrum have like routines, they do everything in a certain way. I thought maybe people on the spectrum do have routines, but not me. Uh, and then, you know, I started looking at it and think, oh, no, actually, I've got loads of them. They're just not rude. Because when I hear routine, I hear like, you know, it's, you know, you put your socks on first, then your trousers, then your T-shirt, then you brush your teeth. I thought routine was like that. There's yeah. weird things when you've got autism that are routines that you don't even realise they are. Um, you know, just even like mental stuff like for me, like which shoe I put on first, you know, it's... Uh, it's bizarre. I always put. I noticed it the other day. Always left first. Yeah. Can't do right first. I've noticed me pick right shoes up first, put them down, and then look for the left. But if I find the left one first, I'll put it on, then start looking for the right. Oh. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I just I just kind of realised that I got too wrapped up in my routine of life uh, that I never got round to writing anything and sending anything off. Uh, and, you know, I've been in the same routine since I got diagnosed because my diagnosis was I was 27 when I got diagnosed. So, like, I'm nearly, like, uh, like 10 years since I was diagnosed. And since then, I've been more sort of, like, just obsessed with my autism and having a routine and stuff. But then, obviously, yeah, I'm not going after the goals that are not that I set. Like I say, I've, I've never really set goals. I just had this weird, vague plan mm. that would just happen. You know, it's not like you. You seem to have had, like, long-term goals forever. Like, every time I've talked to you, you've kind of always had, like, they'll do this and then this and then this. And, like, they're really specific. They've got detail. (laughs) You know what you want to be doing. You're always talking to me about it because you've been talking about, like, your future and what you're going to do and, like, your life and that kind of thing. But yours are quite, like... They're as rigid, I suppose. So... There's no convincing you that there's other options. You're like, no, I'm going to do this and then this and then this. But then, like, they're way more thought out and planned. Well, you know? I, I, I plan, I guess. I have, like, a, a main goal. And then, because I'm not sure how achievable that is, I have other things that I think I could get that instead. If If I can't reach my ultimate, then I'll go for, I guess, not like a step down, but a different route. So I do, I suppose they're not rigid in, there isn't necessarily like a set end goal because I do have like contingencies. But yeah, I probably, I always like having something to work towards. So like with running, I always like knowing that I've got a race coming up so that even if it's a while in the future, it feels like I'm always working towards something. So wherever I am in a job I always want to have a goal of where I'm going to be at some point even if I never get there and I end up changing like when I I worked with you Mm. um initially like my goal was to go from a sales a sales assistant to a supervisor and I had that goal um and then when I got to supervisor I was thinking um Are there other places in the company I could go with this? I wasn't sure that I wanted to be a manager, but maybe go into a different part. And I was working out where I wanted to go. And then it didn't matter that I then just changed jobs and started somewhere else. When I started at the jobs, I worked at a bank for a bit and I knew where I wanted to go in that career. 
but then I moved somewhere else. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if I don't achieve them. I just think I like I like having an aim of where to get to because I think it makes it easier for me to do the day to day things if I have just an idea of my head of like this is where I'm going. No, you see, I I really focus on the day to day. Yeah, I can't focus on the this is where I'm going. So, like you said, you run. So yeah. like you run because you're getting ready for a race yeah. or a marathon um, or whatever. And then I know with you, if you miss a run that you were supposed to do, yeah. you can't use thinking that you'll be less ready for the bigger thing. Mm. Uh, whereas for me, I can only focus on like the day-to-day stuff. So same thing. I'm like, oh, I need to run today. But not for any reason other than I've put it into my like routine for the day that I've got to run today. And then if I don't run that day, I don't think like I'm not be ready for the marathon. I just think, well that was supposed to happen today and it hasn't so it just throws me off and it's the same with work I don't think about long term where do I want to be with this job I just think gotta go to work today and then I focus on the individual things I've got to get done that day while at work and I never think about the what about the future yeah um but we're both equally as like obsessive about it it's just uh you're more obsessive about like the the smaller stuff going along for the bigger thing yeah. So it all has to work a certain way so the bigger thing's achieved and you're like more obsessive. And obviously if it doesn't, you still have the same like like you could have like meltdowns and stress and like the same like autistic triggers because everything's not going towards the bigger picture. And for me it's just more of a I've got to do this today and I've got to get that done and that's today's thing. And I get more like wrapped up in the small details of everything that I never think about the bigger picture, like ever except when I get to the time of year when my birthday's coming and then for some reason I start thinking about like the bigger picture of my life and then just think what am I doing and it's like I stick my head out of like you know the big the the thing I'm like really absorbed in just come up for air for a little bit and just think what is going on Uh, and then I get weird about it freak out about it a little bit but then after I've changed you know age I've gone up a year uh, I just like put my head back in it again and that's me for another like eight nine months yeah it's interesting i i enjoy birthdays i like christmas is my obviously like i love christmas i think christmas is just the best time of year ever but i do i do enjoy birthdays because i think it's quite a it's it's nice that there's a, a time of year where it's meant to be a celebration i suppose i quite like celebrating things not in a big way i don't really like parties or big events but I I, like I like the idea of happiness like you know just in general I like people being happy I like my own birthday even if I see like say I saw no one on my birthday I would still enjoy my birthday because I'd be like this is a day just to have a nice day you know I like that um I I had I quite like weddings uh I don't don't like the the busyness of them or people around but I like the idea that it's meant to be like a happy day for people I don't know interesting yeah I mean I suppose I don't know it's it's just it's something I always think about like well when it comes around I guess for you yeah you don't really put too much you don't really put too much stuff in your age or uh like your where your life's going and I think for me it's more it's uh it's against like my autism I suppose um, yeah it does feel like and the more that I think about it that this kind of like weird mindset I've had against like where's my life going is after I got diagnosed um 
And yeah, as much as I always say, like I'm accepting of it. And obviously those of you listening to this that are late diagnosed, there's just something that happens when you get diagnosed. A lot of people, obviously it's for like relief and it's, they want to know because they can get the help they need or, you know, their life's been like a real struggle. And comparatively to a lot of people, my life's not been the same amount of struggle because obviously I, you know, I'm, I do my mimicking and my blending in and, you know, my the masking that I do yeah I do that so I don't appear autistic so I'm kind of more camouflaged my autism is way more internal than it is external do you mean like I'm not I would say that unless you know me most people that meet me wouldn't ever guess I was autistic so like I have like that to hide behind most of the time so a lot of my autism is like an internal fight anyway Mm. with everything that's going on whereas obviously there's those out there that their autism is quite like visible and it's affected by a lot of things um and therefore like their diagnosis is a positive thing when it happens to them they can get their help they you know the things they want or need that they've been trying to get for months they can now officially get because they can be like I'm autistic so you now got to give me these things I've been asking for because obviously people try and get the help they need but then you know services say you can't have it because you're not diagnosed whereas to me and I guess you getting diagnosed was more of a you just wanted to know yeah uh, but you didn't want it for any other reason than just wanted to know and I got it done because yeah just I guess things weren't going the way I wanted uh in life at the time and I the thing I say that I wanted things that I thought I wanted gave myself like all these goals and achievements that were just weren't achievable because they were unrealistic for someone like me um you know obviously you know people say you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it but you know I always feel like that's a that's a, if you put your neurotypical mind to it you can achieve it you know but I kind of feel like with autism it's not that we can't achieve certain things it's just you can't go about it the same way you know you got to do it differently if you want to get some thing you know mm. yeah I think I think what's interesting is I think we have different um I guess relationships towards our autism perhaps not that you not that either of us see it like particularly negatively or don't want it but I would say there's probably I don't know, just a slightly different relationship with it. Yeah. Both of us. Mine's more that I forget about it. Yeah. Um, not forget about it. It's kind of like I need to remember that it's there and I keep doing stuff or I keep thinking about things that I, you know, if I reminded myself that I'm on the spectrum, things would be easier, you know? Yeah. Like I do lots of things like, like this whole like measuring my life every year at where I am and what's going on. I'm not saying I should be like, well, remember that you're autistic and that's why nothing's happening. Yeah. But I need to remember that I'm on the spectrum and therefore stop with the, you know, the things that you keep trying to do. Yeah. Because I kind of get annoyed. Like, it's kind of like this time of year comes around and I always think, what have I been doing for the last, like, 365 days? Like, do you remember last year when you were like, oh, you know, you need to sort this out. And then by the time you hit this age, and every year I'm the same, I'm just like, next by next year, I'll be doing this. Uh, and then, like I say, I get too, like, absorbed and bogged down in my life that by the time it comes round again, I'm just like, what have you done? This has been another year again, and you've still not done anything. And it's almost like a routine, I suppose. Is every year I just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I just keep going like, 
think about this, like make sure you do something. It's the same with uh, a lot of stuff. I just think like, don't do that again. And then I do it again. Um, and yeah, and I think it's because I, I forget that it's okay that I get like, you know, I have to do certain things every day to get through my day. You know, like I have to have the same routines, the same like structure. I have to do the same things when I'm at work. I have to do the same things when I get home from work. And there's no space for the things that I want to do. And to be fair, every time I've tried to like make my life change or go somewhere, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't know what I want because I keep giving myself these really like ambiguous like goals. Here's what you need to do. This is what you need to achieve. You know, like giving yourself a thing of you need to do a job that you like that's better. You've got a year. Like, that's it. What do you want to do? I don't know. How would it be better? I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I it's it's odd. And then obviously like in my day to day routines, I've got no time for that. Like every time I've tried to sit down and do something with like changing my life, it involves like opening a laptop and just randomly searching for jobs, seeing nothing I like and then going, Oh, well, at least I did something and then yeah. that's it, I leave it alone for like six months. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Is it? Yes. What kind of a relationship do you have with your autism then that's different to mine? I don't know. I just, I feel like they're different. I don't really know what my relationship with my autism is. I just think like sometimes when you talk about yours, it's different to the way I talk about mine. But yeah. not like either of us is particularly um, negative or positive towards it. Just different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when I got diagnosed, I, I went into therapy and they said that you need to accept that you're autistic. You need to accept like how your autism works. And I, I think I've said on this podcast a few times that I have done now. Uh, and I, I think for most time I have. But then, like I say, there's a few months where I haven't accepted that I'm autistic. Yeah. And then I get this weird. It's like old fake NT version of me that used to exist before I was diagnosed, like just comes back out again. And then me and like that version of me are just having a fight uh, for a few months about what we should be doing. Uh, and that's just how it serves itself. And obviously it stresses me out. Like, you know, I, you know, like, I get angry more. Mm. Like, obviously all my like weird emotional responses to stuff happen more. Uh, and I just go through a stage of being that way. Whereas, yeah, with you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I... You only seem to have got diagnosed because I... I mean, you've been diagnosed just over a year now? Has it yeah. been a year? No, it hasn't been a year, has it? Hmm. Was it 2018 or 2019? You got, diagnosed, got, diagnosed. You got diagnosed last year. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I must have done. Cause it was... But you were still working at the bank at the time. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been about a year now. Must have been, yeah. Has anything changed, like, at all? Like, Because obviously, yeah, your relationship with your autism... We don't really ever, because it's, it's weird, it's, it's, it's sort of weird, because we just said that, like, your life goals are, you've got, like, you think about the long term, mm. you think about the bigger picture stuff, and my, the way I think about my life, I just think to the day to day, I think about the, the smaller stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to our autism, I always think about the bigger stuff with yeah. my autism. I always think about like the bigger picture and like what it means and what's going to happen. And I think about it in a sort of not ambiguous kind of way, but in a way that's just it's more about the bigger aspects of my life and how it has an impact on everything I do. Yeah. Whereas your autism, you only ever think about it when it's like uh, like yesterday. Yesterday, you said you had a burger day. And to be honest, you never really ever say that. But then no, when you do have a burger day, it's got nothing to do with 
bigger stuff. It was just because we went into a shop and it smelt weird. The lights were a bit odd in one place that we went to. Uh, I noticed yesterday we were trying to watch a film and you would not st- sit still. <laughs> yeah. You were just constantly moving I around know. to the point where it was distracting me because I was thinking, like, why will you not just sit still? Yeah, I know. I know it really annoys you. And it's not like a... Yeah, I don't I don't very often have, like, a day where I feel like I'm struggling. And to be honest, I didn't really think I'm struggling because of my autism. I said I was having a burger day, but it took me quite a while to realise that that's probably what it was we went to where were we we were in a a supermarket um we both do our shopping on a saturday so we went to the supermarket i don't usually struggle that much with the lights but i started getting quite bad headache and the lights were really bothering me which i mean it happens like slightly i'm always a little bit bothered but they were really bothering me more than usual and then, yeah, we went to a shop that smelled. And I don't usually have that much of an issue with smell, but the smell of the shop was making me... I, I was... I actually had to leave. Like, I don't think I've ever had to leave like that before. So I waited outside until... And then I felt bad, so I came back in for a little bit. But, yeah, I was really struggling with that. And then, yeah, I just couldn't seem to sit still. I was really fidgety. And, like, I'm a a bit of a fidgety person but it was it was extreme I couldn't I couldn't seem to get myself comfortable and things were bothering me that don't usually bother me like my two my knees being pressed next to each other was bothering me like I was finding it really uncomfortable just to be sat with my knees pressed against each other that they had to be apart or I had to put a pillow between them or something to separate them and then I didn't like the feel of um like anything touching my chest that was making even if it was touching it really lightly and it wasn't pressing on it in any way it felt like it was crushing my chest for some reason like it was really weird it's not something that I experience very often but I was definitely struggling yesterday in general just feeling a bit kind of like like I couldn't really understand not that I often feel like I can understand what you're feeling but I kept not being able to work out what kind of mood you were in and then thinking that you were in a uh like annoyed mood even though you weren't really being anything yeah you weren't being like, anything yesterday i was like completely neutral yeah you were but for some reason i kept feeling like i was doing something wrong and then i was trying to like get some reassurance which was probably really annoying and but i don't know why it's not something that happens to me very often but i was really struggling really like it was bizarre it doesn't often happen to me but it it really was yeah that's what i mean like you don't ever like i always think about my autism on like a bigger thing i always think about it like what effect it's going to have on my future and like you know how people see me and uh you know um just how i'm viewed in general and what realistically will happen to me as i get older yeah uh but you you never think about the stuff but then the day-to-day stuff, like when I have reactions to stuff that are autistic because of like sounds or lighting and that kind of thing, I just kind of think like, yeah, whatever, like just whack my headphones on or just ignore that. Or like I don't ever, in my head, I don't ever go, because of my autism, this sounds annoying me. I just think this is annoying. Um, And that's it. But with you, the small stuff like that, like yesterday, you just, you kept saying like, oh, I'm being such a burger, like I'm having such a burger day. Like it was obvious every time something bothered you that was sensory or whatever. Yeah. You just kept saying, oh, it's, it's a burger thing. It's a burger thing. Um, but then like when you make your life plans or your big goals or your like long term stuff, you never think, well, 
how's my Asperger's going to have an impact on that? Or realistically, what can I achieve? You just sort of go. Uh, yeah. and you don't really think about it. It's just as things are happening there and then. Uh, and yeah, that's it really. Like I, I would say, even though I, I still think, even though I'm not sure, like obviously people have had opinions on this now since we've been doing these episodes. I used to think that you were more obviously autistic than I am. Like out of the two of us. Yeah. Um, I reckon if people were to watch us interact or just do stuff on our day to day, that you're the more obviously autistic one. And I always thought that I'm the better masker out of the two of us. Um, and that me and you, you know, we hang around, we hang together all the time. And, uh, you know, I always thought that like my autism is, is much better. Yeah. And like if you listen to the earlier episodes of this, we even talk about it in the sense of, I always kept talking about how you kept saying that my autism barely like shows up yeah. and you don't even notice it with me. Um, but as time's gone on and more I thought about it, it, it's almost like the opposite. I would say that my autism comes up like weekly between the two of us. Yeah, it does. It does come up or it's, it's just I'm not aware of it at the time while it's happening uh, and I just kind of ignore it. Uh, whereas I think, you know, initially when we first started interacting with each other, you would always not get offended, but I think... You didn't. You weren't used to some of the things I did as being autistic, and that's why I'm doing it. Because my the way some of the things I do that are because of my autism don't come off as my autism. It just comes off as me being like rude or do you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of thing. And I don't even realize I'm doing it. Whereas with you, you do stuff, and straight away you're like because of my autism. Uh, like you recognize, you identify it almost immediately as it's happening, yeah, or before it happens. Whereas for me, it's I'm really like cut off from it, and I'm not really that connected to my autism. I have to take time to think about it after. Whereas I think for you, you know about it during and sometimes a bit before. What with me with myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm overreacting, because I think we've mentioned this before. Like sometimes I overreact to things, or like say I'm upset about something that I shouldn't really be upset about. And this happens to NT people as well, like all the time. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're just having kind of like a bad day and you feel like the thing that's happened wouldn't ordinarily bother you. But for some reason on this particular day with like the, the collection of things that's happened, this thing has particularly bothered you. And you know that you're you're you don't you shouldn't really be bothered by it, but you are and you can't let it go. I know in that moment that it really isn't a big deal, that I should just drop it and be fine. But if I'm not, I'm aware. And I, it's almost like, it, say it's something at you, and it, it doesn't happen very often, but if I'm genuinely like a little bit bothered, I suppose, about something, and it's something to do with you, it's like you've upset me or something. I feel like I, when I explain it, I am always like, I know that this isn't a big deal. <laughs> Yeah. But right now, so I, it's like I understand, but I can't, I can't switch it off. I just need to give myself a little bit of time. But then, I guess, in in my defense, well, not really in my defense, but I, I do overcome it. Once I've got to the point of overcoming it, I can just be like, that was all my fault. Like I'm sorry. So I, I get that, or I know that it's because. And it's it's with anything, not just things with you, but like anything, if I'm being a certain way, like I'm upset or I'm annoyed, I know in the moment that I will get over it shortly and that it's bothering me when it shouldn't and things like that. So I, 
I can process it at the time. It's just I can't really change it. Whereas with you, I don't think you process it at the time either. Like if you're you're angry about something, but it's probably um, because of the day you've had or because of your autism or because you haven't thought maybe about why it's happened or, or just a misunderstanding. I don't think in that moment you you process it through in the same way. I think you think I'm going to feel like this for a long time. But then you do get over it and then you kind of go, oh, actually, I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a lot more with you, I think, because you know what it is and you understand it better. You uh, you kind of, you do stuff, you realise your autism is the reason that it's happened. And then that's why you're like apologetic about it straight away, pretty much. You're just like, sorry about that. Almost like... I didn't mean to do that, yeah. but I have no control over it. Yeah. Whereas for me, when I do stuff that's related to my autism that may offend or upset someone, I don't apologise for it because I guess I don't realise it was an autistic thing. I just think that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, I don't see why I should apologise for how I feel. Do you mean like if someone's annoyed me, they've annoyed me. So why should I be the one that apologised for their annoying behaviour, you know? Like, everyone's always talking about, like, especially, like, the way, you know, like, um, everybody always says, like, you know, you can't help the way you feel, you know, and, and that's how it is. Yeah. You know, if that's how you've reacted, that's how I've reacted. There's a lot of that going about on, like, social media and stuff now saying that just because you feel a certain way, yeah, I'm trying not to explain it, but I saw something where somebody said, just because you're upset about it, don't let people go, like, well... I've been through much worse and I'm not upset. Oh, yeah. Therefore, you shouldn't be upset at all. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going about. So I just kind of feel like when I get angry about something or if someone's annoyed me, I feel like you've annoyed me. What? I should pretend like you've not annoyed me just because that's the appropriate thing to do and like hold back how I feel because it's whatever. And it, it, it's not until much, much later on. That I think, ah, wait a minute, I wasn't annoyed with them. It's It was an autistic thing. Um, my autism was being triggered by something else. Yeah. And that caused me to behave this way. But at the time, I think this is how I feel. Therefore, I should be able to react in a way that I feel. I shouldn't have to do, like, I shouldn't have to, like, restrain myself or, do you know what I mean? Like, subdue my emotions. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I've seen other people do it. Other people get upset all the time or, you know, they, they uh, you know, express their, like, disappointment or annoyance with someone and apparently it's legitly like you can just do that but apparently when I do it it's not acceptable so I always feel like it's a weird double standard but I don't realize it's because their reaction is the I suppose the normal neurotypical like emotional response to something and mine isn't do you know what I mean like yeah somebody called somebody a name and they're upset about it that's legitimate somebody used the pen that I use all the time, but no one knows that that's my pen and yeah. it looks the same as every other pen. And I've gone off the same way as they would have done if they'd have called me like, you know, a name. Yeah. You've taken it as an insult, I suppose. Yeah. And I don't realize it's an autistic thing. Um, I just think like, well, it's totally legit. So I should be able to uh, like voice my opinions. And obviously like I, with me, especially like, I'm not good at like, what's an appropriate response so, so you know i just go with what i think is how i'm feeling and you know people are just like that's not normal you shouldn't respond that way like that quickly uh, and yeah it isn't until much later on that i think ah oh, it's because of the autism isn't it that's what that was or sometimes i don't even give my time self time to reflect on it and um 
I don't even recognise it was an autism thing. I try and explain it to you what's happened. You'll ask me about my day. I'll tell you about this interaction. And then you'll be like, yeah, that was a bit much. And then I'll just be like, what? What do you mean it's a bit much? And then I'll think about it. But there have been times where I've, you know, I've told you a story of something that's happened that day and how I reacted, expecting you to be like, yes, you know, <laughs> that is the correct way to react, Nikki. You were totally within your rights to react that way. And then you'll be like, you think that was a bit much? <laughs> and then I just, I start thinking like, well, whose side are you on? Yeah, I know. It like, doesn't go down. <laughs> yeah. I, and then, and then it's not until you've said it that I then think, oh, wait, maybe it is an autism thing. You know what's really interesting? So this is like, we say this like sometimes, but this is something that happens probably like, I mean, it happens quite frequently um, in that. So a lot of the time uh, I, you'll meet me from work because I finish work. Uh, a little bit later than you do and Mm. a lot of the time you'll meet me and um, walk back with me and when we're walking back we talk about our days Um, and usually uh, it's not that you get into arguments at work very often or not even arguments just things that have happened at work that may have annoyed you but sometimes you'll just talk me through your day um, and we'll kind of assess I suppose like what um it's not even sometimes you haven't said anything to anyone it's just your thoughts on something that's happened like something happened in the day and you're telling me how you feel about it and what what you thought about it and then I will be like yeah uh, you're like I think you're right I agree with you and sometimes I'll sort of be like I'm not sure that that's how I'm not sure that you're seeing it this the same way I am or I'll say well what about like this person's point of view on that how maybe they feel uh, this way or it's been a misunderstanding or something like that and it's interesting because I do feel like sometimes we have a bit of a I guess like a almost like we dissect the day and to your interpretation yeah it's kind of like uh I get home I talk to you about my day I kind of give you like the mission report of my like movements in the NT world for the day. Yeah. Here's what I've interacted with. Here's yeah. what I've, here's what I've encountered. Here's what I did. You know, tell me what you think. Yeah, it's interesting, and it, it's actually quite a, a helpful thing. I mean, we don't really do it with my day as much, um, but that's because I don't. I don't really like talking about my day unless something's happened, and it's not like you love talking about yours or or anything like that, but. For me, it doesn't really help. I don't really like going over my day at work if I haven't had a great day or something. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, you don't really talk about a lot of stuff unless there's something worth talking about, which we've we've mentioned. Like, you don't talk yeah, unless, me. <laughs> unless there's a point to talk. Whereas I think every day I've been at work, no matter, like, how little or how uh, significant something has happened, I feel like every time we I walk you back from work, I will literally go into detail. But I really like that. It's I guess it's a routine that we have now of kind of dissecting your day. Yeah. Um, but it is quite interesting. What I find interesting is sometimes you have this opinion on something that's happened. And sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time I agree with you. I think for the, for the most part, it's me going, yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But there are occasional times where, and it's probably to do, like you say, to do with your autism as well in that, um, perhaps something's triggered you, but the other person probably maybe hasn't realised that it would have that effect and didn't mean for it to have that effect. But you're in the the mindset of almost feeling a bit attacked, I suppose. 
not yeah. not a lot it's it's a rare like i'm not saying this is a common thing but it's quite interesting because we'll you'll retell the story to me and it's interesting that sometimes we have almost like a completely opposing opinions on it well um i don't do it with you and this is the thing but like i because i need everything to be a certain way yeah and because like my thinking is really black and white like really black and white once I have an opinion on how that is how something is, then there is no change in my mind, no matter what yeah. you tell me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really good with evidence that contradict, like, a point of view that I have. Oh, I know. So, like, if somebody has evidence <laughs> that shows that the way I'm thinking is wrong, it's not that I'm, like, it's not that I'm, like, no, I can't have that, like, that kind of thing. It just, it doesn't make any sense, you know. It's in my head, it, it can't be that way i'm looking at something that's proving that the way i think is not correct but i can't then change the way i think because it's just one of the things i struggle with and it's it's definitely to do with my autism i can't change the way i'm thinking so it's it's a huge like um i suppose paradox because yeah. i don't know what to do about the fact that someone's telling me this is different yeah and i can't make that change so I'm a bit of an echo chamber kind of person. When yeah. I explain people, like when I explain to people what I've done that day or things that my opinions on stuff or how I see stuff, I kind of want them just to voice back to me yeah. what I've said. So <laughs> when I tell them what I've done, I want them to tell me that what I've done is the right thing yeah. to do. I can't deal with someone saying, yeah, but maybe you shouldn't have done that. Now with you, I don't do this. I just tell you what's happened and what's gone on. And then you, you know, you tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Sometimes we argue because <laughs> I don't agree with what you're saying. And sometimes I just want to stop the conversation because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to listen to what you're saying anymore because I don't like the fact that it's not the same. However, when I talk to other people that aren't you and aren't, um, I suppose my mom is the only other one that I'll probably still say stuff. And then my mom will tell me like the same thing. Yeah. But everybody else, friends, ex-girlfriends, I learn their points of view and I learn how they see things and I learn on their views on life. And then when I tell them my story, I add elements that aren't true <laughs> so that they'll agree with me. Yeah. So I'll still tell them the same thing that I'm going to tell them, but I'll throw in a couple of bits that go against what they believe so they'll agree with me. You know, so like, say I've had an argument with someone and it's done stuff and I know that's not, it's too weak for them to agree with me. I'll say that this person also said some stuff that would annoy the person I'm telling the story to. So then it's like, yeah, that guy is this. You yeah. were right to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like, um, not only did he use my pen, he then called me a loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He didn't just walk up and take my pen. He said, you don't need that pen because you're a loser. Yeah. And then they're like, well, he shouldn't have taken your pen then. And I'm like, exactly. He shouldn't have taken my pen. <laughs> so like, I do that because... I know that I can't deal with their response if I give them just the bare details. So I'll just like, I'll just, I'll add little bits to reinforce because I, it's weird. I can't deal with it. The only, like, it's, it's such a weird thing. And I think that's because I, I can only work in a certain way. I can only see things a certain way. I can only like think of stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, and I can't think about the alternative. If I believe something to be a certain way, I can't change my mind on it. Yeah, I know. Um, and I do like when, so when, it does, like I say, it really doesn't happen very often, but when there are things that you say and then I go, I don't think I agree with that. I mean, 
I guess there have been a few occasions where I have just gone, I, I think you're wrong. And it's, I mean, that it doesn't necessarily go down that well. But I, I think for the most part, I try and go about it in a, well, maybe it's not like that. Like, I don't, off, I don't really like to say you're wrong because as you said before, like if you feel something, you feel it, that you're not wrong about how you feel. So I can't tell you you're wrong for feeling a certain way or how you feel. But sometimes I think I'm more just trying to be like, well, maybe the person didn't mean for it to be the way that it's come across. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, I remember, I remember, like I say, when I was first in therapy, I remember telling my therapist all the time that I know what other people are thinking and I remember her saying to me all the time, you can't know what other people are thinking. No one can know that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, but I know that. Yeah. So therefore, when I say to you stuff and you say, well, maybe they didn't mean it that way. There is part of me that just thinks, no, I know what they meant. Yeah, I know. There are some times where you'll say this person did this and they've done that to get at me. And I'll go, <laughs> maybe they didn't do that to specifically, like they didn't know that it would cause you to feel that way. Maybe they just did it thinking that it wasn't going to be an issue. And, um, yeah, the response usually is, no, they did it to get at me. Well, like you say, it's an autism thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Not, I don't mean like it's an autism thing because I'm a rigid thinking and I'm a black and white thinking and, well, it is that. But also, like, when you think about it, like, on a base level, because Asperger's in particular is because you can't read social cues, you don't understand what other people are doing or expressing or feeling, you can't, you know, the whole empathy-sympathy thing, because you can't know how people feel you just i think for a lot of people they pick up on it you know like if you're neurotypical you pick up on the signs like you can tell by like tone of voice or body language or whatever it is that neurotypical pick up on to notice what people mean by what they're saying do you know what i mean like obviously a lot of people on the spectrum don't get sarcasm or uh you know when someone's joking and not joking you know if someone's got a dry wit i suppose you, yeah i i i've fallen into that a few times with people that have like a dry wit where i think they're actually personally attacking me and they're just making a joke and then i've like ripped their head off yeah and they're just like i was joking and then i'm like no you weren't because in my head i think you weren't joking and then when they're like i'm joking in my head i'm just thinking no you weren't joking you've just realized that i've realized what you're doing so now you're trying to get out of it by saying you were joking i'm yeah. not falling for that um whereas you know maybe they were but um it's just interesting because that's that's how it works because you can't pick up on other people. So you, everybody has their own way of like interacting with people when you're on the spectrum. You've devised your own coping mechanism and your own strategies to interact with people. And mine is to think I know what people's real intentions are based on what I know about them as a person. So obviously I study people, I follow what they do, I follow their interactions, I base it off things I've seen they're doing and then I you know apply a like a template for them and then everything they do it fits to this like template of who they are and therefore i think i know what they're doing and obviously if they differ from that it doesn't matter to me yeah i don't pick up on that it makes me wonder though how you know what people when you say things like well maybe they didn't mean it that way like it always makes me think how do you know that like, sometimes when i talk to you and we have those conversations and you say stuff like well maybe they didn't mean it that way it's like I forget that you're also on the spectrum. There's times where you say stuff like that, that my, I, I completely, sometimes I do think when you say it, I just think, well, you would say that you're an NT. Uh, <laughs> and then I just think, but you're not. But I don't understand how you 
can be like that with people. Maybe they didn't mean that or maybe that's not how it meant to come across or that kind of thing. I always feel like because me and you are both autistic that you do things the same way that I do things, but you don't. You don't, especially with this, like for some reason you are able to give people the benefit of the doubt or maybe believe that that's not how they're doing, which makes me wonder how you even interact with people if you've always got this maybe about them. I have to be sure everybody's doing everything for a particular reason and I've already predetermined what their reasons for everything, what their motivations are, what they do. Whereas you don't have that. So, you know, when I think about how you interact with people, I just think that must be hideous. Like, how do you even know what anybody's doing? Or how do you even, like, go about your day or hold conversations with people when you haven't got this, like, this is why they do this? Um, yeah, I suppose. I guess I keep, like, I, I keep a lot of people at quite a, like, a distance. I have quite a, a wall up, I suppose, which I know you do too, but I think fit in a different way so I don't really need to be sure about people because I feel like it's okay for me to not be sure about people because they're so like far away from affecting my life like when I, I the only time I really deal with um people is at work I don't make an effort to see people not at work so I just think like they can be whatever they want while we're here because when I leave the office or whatever I am but I'm me again and that then they don't affect my life. So I suppose it's a little bit of that, which I don't know if that's the best mentality, but um, also because I don't really like to see people negatively. Not that I don't, because there are people that I think like negative things about or that I don't think are, are great people or whatever. Um, but if I can help it, then I don't like to see people that way because it puts me more on edge like I feel better thinking that everyone's a great person I suppose like it makes me feel more comfortable being around people whereas if I think like this person is just not a very nice person or they yeah they do bad things or they're mean or they talk about you behind your back or things like that that will put me more on edge so for me it's better to I suppose give everyone the benefit of the doubt um I sp I think that's just it's just kind of how I am as a person as well. I don't really like to put people into a box. I mean, I do. I get to a point where I do, but for the most part, a lot of the time, even someone that I don't particularly like, they might do something. I might think like I don't really like that person, and then they do something that might be a little bit bad. But I would still rather think, well, maybe they didn't mean to do that that bad. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's just I don't know. I think it just helps me if I think people are better. Yeah, I guess I always think that everybody's got an agenda. Everybody's got uh, something they're trying to achieve. Some people are trying to achieve something that's bad. Someone's trying to achieve something that's good. And then everything they do, I will tie it to, you know, whatever it is that they are trying to achieve. Yeah. What their goal is. And then I just think, like, that's what you're trying to do. And everything they do is to do with that. Uh, and I think that's because that's how I go about things, I think. Uh, you know, I always have a set, this is what I need to do today. Or this is what I'm trying to do. So, like, everything I do is aiming towards that because that's how I operate. You know, that's how I do my days. I have something that I need to do and then all my interactions are aiming towards that one thing. So I just assume that everybody else has it. So I give everybody what I think they're after based on what they've said and things they've done. I've set, like, a this is their goal for the day. So then everything they do, no matter what, it's towards that goal. And then obviously I then 
interpret their behaviours and what they say based on that. Uh, and that's how I do stuff. Yeah. But then if I didn't do that, I don't actually know if I'd be able to talk to anyone. Um, I think, like, it's just how I do stuff. And as much as it's like, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good, you know, I've made loads of friends from doing it that way. I've fallen out with a lot of people because I do it this way. Um, no more than anybody else, though. I wouldn't say that, like, you know, there's loads of like people out there that aren't the spectrum that I wish have the same success rate of getting along with people to not getting along with people as I do. Mm. But obviously they have their own ways of doing it. And mine's not great, but like, you know... I have to I have to go out, I have to talk to people, I have to do stuff because I've always done it that way. So I need my systems. Uh, I know most people just, they do what they do, you know. They know how to interact yeah. with people. Like if you're not on the spectrum, you know how to interact with people, you know how to talk, you have your personality, you know other people have their own personalities, you get along with some, some you do, some you don't, you know, you know what you're doing. Whereas for me, it's it's more methodical. It's got more of a like logic logic to it. I have to do certain things a certain way and I have to categorise and put people into boxes when I meet them to be able to talk to them, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is interesting. But I do think um, one thing that's quite good about it, because like I say, it's something that we do a lot is go through sort of like your day and stuff. And we do sometimes, uh, if there has been a problem or even if there hasn't been a problem, but there needs to be a conversation, like for instance, at one point when you... Uh, found out some information uh, about somebody that they didn't know and you felt like they deserved to know. Mm. Um, so things like that. When when a conversation needs to come or there has been a dispute between you and somebody else and a, maybe a conversation needs to come about that, we kind of go through like what the next step should be in terms of interacting with that person. Or Yeah, I mean, it's good having you because I can ask you what you think I should do. Uh, and I always take your advice as the right advice because you seem good at like telling me what the next logical step is uh, and you've usually been right so I kind of just listen to you whereas obviously there's some people that I would ask them what their logical step was just to know what not to do so I'd ask <laughs> them what you think I should do make note of what they've said and then make sure I do the exact opposite of what they said because they don't to me you know like I think they're thinking something else or they're wrong so some people I will ask their opinion as well just to realize what the wrong decision would be uh, but with you, yeah, yeah, I usually go along with what you've said. I guess ultimately, like I always think that you either resolve something or just kind of cut it off. But I don't, I don't think like continuing with any sort of conflict is ever like a good thing. So I think you either just don't talk to them and like not in a really like obvious. I'm just gonna never speak to you. Like you know, be civil, but don't have like make it quite clear that it's not a friendly thing or try and resolve it but I don't I don't think it's good to have like a dispute ongoing well yeah for you for me for you you don't like that for me if I'm honest my interactions with people are just it's like a game it doesn't really feel like it's really happening anyway so like for me as weird as it sounds getting along with someone or not getting along with someone Long term or when I leave how I know them. So say it's someone at work or when I was at uni, someone at uni. Once I leave work or leave uni, it's like that person doesn't exist anymore anyway to me. And they're not a real person. They're just somebody that's at the same place as me. And I feel like because I put on an act and obviously I mask, I just think like I'm playing a role at this place. When I'm at uni, I'm uni Nikki. And this is what uni Nikki does. But like when I'm talking to people, 
if I've upset them or, you know, we're getting along, we've had a good time. For me, it's it's not real anyway. It's like some weird game we were playing and now the game's over and I've gone home. So for me, if I've got a running theme or storyline with someone where we're not getting along, I'll just keep revisiting yeah. that every time we meet. I'll just keep like being like a certain way with them because they're a certain way with me. And there'll be an ongoing dispute for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because that's the game we play, yeah. you know? Like, uh, you know, if I'm playing like a horror computer game, it's going to be horror every time I play that game. Every time I turn that game on and start playing it, it's horror, horror, horror. It's never going to go anywhere else because that's the point in the game. And that's how it is. I establish that me and this person don't get along and therefore I have to keep it so we're not getting along. Yeah. We can't start getting along because that's not how I know this person. But when I think about it, when I get home, I don't ever think, actually, I hate this person. I think I'm indifferent. I don't actually care either way. Like, I'm not, I don't hate this person and I don't like this person. I have no opinion on them, except when I meet them inside the workplace. Then I'm just like, right, well, back to this again. Playing the roles, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, say I met them outside of how I know them. I just talk to them normally. Yeah. But I people find that really, like, disorientating because that's happened. I've had somebody that, like, I was at uni with that we didn't get along with. But then I saw them on a night out and I was like, hey, you all right? How are you doing? And they just didn't get what was happening. <laughs> um, they were just thought what and we were really pally and friendly and like do you know whatever and then they thought there'd been like a resolve do you know what I mean like they thought we're, we're friends now we've had a good night together but then back in the next day in lessons I was they were like you know hey you're right can I borrow a pen and I was like why would I give you a pen like do you know what I mean like and it, it went back to that again because that's how I operate I don't do that so much anymore like I'm, that's just how I used to do it um like because obviously I wasn't diagnosed back then and now I kind of I'm aware of that I do it, but it is harder for me to move away from it. But you like you said, I can be I can get along with someone for ages and ages and ages and ages. Even if you I start telling you stuff they've done and you're like they, they sound like they're not a very nice person. <laughs> yeah. and I, but because how I know them is we get along. I just get along with them no matter what. And then there can be people that I don't like and I'll tell you about something and it's like it seems like they're trying to help you and I'm just like they're not trying to help me yeah uh, and then do you know I mean like I can not like someone forever uh, and there's no like I there's no need for me to you know people say you should bury the hatchet and life's too short and they tell me this kind of stuff but I think like it's got nothing to do with that um this is just how I know this person and if I don't interact with them in this way I can't interact with them yeah so my best options are what I do now is if I know I don't like someone is I just try not to go near them. Yeah. You know, I try not to interact with them. I try not to talk to them because if I do that, that's easier. Do you mean I'm not causing this person like any sort of trouble? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and they're not trying to get in my face about stuff. Do you mean it's not like I go around like hurting people? Some people just, they're just as bad. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I... Um, so I just think don't talk to them. Yeah. And then we haven't got to play the game anymore. Yeah. And ultimately, you are actually really good at, um, like, just managing your life. Like, you, you do it by yourself. I do, like, I don't want it to sound like I'm just the the advice giver. Like, I'm definitely not always right. And I know I'm not always right. I don't think, like, that I'm... Oh, no, like, like I use you as, like, a sounding board. I don't... It's not like everything yeah. you say, I just think, well, Scarlett said it now, so this is what I got to Yeah, do. I know. It's just you have a different perspective, but because you're a burger as well... You explain it in a way that I think, like, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas, obviously, I've I've had neurotypical friends that I've done a similar thing with with you. But then when they've explained stuff to me, you know, they've added, like, emotion or things, concepts that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And then I've just kind of gone, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Whereas 
you'll like methodically explain something and then I'm just like, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. But then it's still my decision ultimately to yeah. think you're either right or you're wrong. And you are you are good at like just in general like dealing through through life. I know uh, it is quite fun. like you do uh, sometimes play little games that I think I think help you get through the day. Honestly, like the way you interact with people is sometimes a bit like uh, you're playing a game. Yeah, because I, I everybody's like I say everybody on the spectrum. You've got to have your way of doing it. Like yeah. you have to interact with people. It's really hard to go your entire life without interacting with someone. But it's just not as straightforward as, I guess, neurotypical people have got it. It's not as straightforward for everybody that's NT, but there's an NT way of doing things and NT people know how to do it. Whereas I feel like with people on the spectrum, you've kind of just got to make your own way up. Yeah. Like there's no set way for any of of us. We just, we interact with people in a way that we've designed. That's how we do it. And for me, it's, it's kind of like a weird little thing. It's a weird little game that I'm playing with them. Um... I guess they just don't know they're playing it with me, I suppose, <laughs> is the only difference there is. Uh, I mean, I, I know I say that, like, when I don't like people, it's rare that I don't get along with someone. So it's not like I hate everybody. And I no, go around you actually like, generally get along with people. I'm just, for the sake of this podcast, I know I do talk about, like, my anger and, like, not getting along with people. I use those examples because they're the extreme. They're rare. Yeah. They don't happen that often. Uh, it's just for the sake of explaining to this, because obviously I don't want to be too vague to people that are listening to this because you know me through the podcast but you know like obviously when I'm talking to you I can be vague because you get what I mean but I'm just using the extreme and my best extreme examples are when people don't like me uh, I just continue that I just keep going with that Um, but it's not like everywhere I go I just go around winding people up because I think it's like this is how I interact with people is I need to annoy them yeah also I know we talk about you going to anger but I feel like anger often is like people think it involves like shouting and screaming and, and I suppose like violence to an extent. But I would say it's not so much anger with you rather than just annoyance. You're never like, you know, aggressive or anything like that. It's it's more just a bit salty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't really get like angry. You know yeah. you know when people say like seeing red, you're not like that. Oh yeah. But yes. Well that's it for this week. Uh, thanks everyone for listening again uh, sorry like I say for the new episode last week um, uh, I'd like to say we'll just back to normal now I think yes um, not sure what next week's episode is going to be oh, we've got some ideas but I'm not sure yet uh, if you want to join our Facebook group just look for them Asperger's on Facebook there is a page and then there's a secret group within there that you can join uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter which is also them Asperger's and we have an email address which is themaspergers at gmail.com for anybody that wants to email us there as well. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening yeah, again. thank you. Is there anything you want to add? No, nothing at all. It was nice. Nice to catch up. Mm. All right then. All right, bye.